being the middle child is like kind of <laughs> for lack of better words like by default you're the you're kind of the forgotten child like right, there's the older right. kid who's like you know who's like hidden but being in a position where you realize you may have to have a difficult conversation with like a client mm. the funny thing is i think labels are like limiting in general like even i mean i mean you could say as well Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us in this week's episode of the podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up. At the time of recording this week's episode, the internet connection was quite unstable, which has resulted to there being a lag in both the audio and the video version of this week's episode. But this clears beyond the two-minute mark of the episode. That being said, thank you so much for tuning in, and I do hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, everybody. This is Alpha Delta, a podcast where we have conversations with people operating at the higher level than most, with the hopes that it motivates and inspires people to become the best version of themselves. So today, I'm very excited by the guest that I have on this episode. Um, that is Mali. Mali is someone who's doing some really inspiring things in the like media entertainment spaces in Atlanta. Um, but Mali, for those who don't know who you are, could you just like you know introduce yourself? let them know who you are, where you're from, what you do, and uh, where you go to school. My name is Molly Kuve. I am, ooh, I think the title of like what exactly I do, I do a lot of things, but currently I say like the, the current role that I'm really focusing on right now is being the CEO of media here in Georgia. Uh, we're based out of Savannah and Atlanta. And I am the CEO and production for the company. In terms of where I went to school, so I went in Brookhouse in Nairobi. Also, I grew up and I'm from Kenya. Uh, Nairobi specifically is where I spent the majority of my childhood. And then in terms of uh, high school, but I currently go to uh, Savannah College of Art and Design. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, thanks for the introduction. Um, so yes, my first question that I have for you is um, what are you passionate about and why? So um, that's what I'm passionate about is the ability to like storytell. I think storytelling to me has just been like fascinating and like the multitude of like, I'd say maybe non-traditional ways of telling stories, uh, which kind of led me into the world of like photography and film um, and just like media at large. Um, even now social media and it's it's like storytelling capabilities and I just I think I just fell in love about how like an image or a video could be just so powerful especially being younger and films videos pictures that was kind of like my form of escapism and also mm -hmm. the best way I could like identify my emotions like I found myself identifying how I feel as a person or how I perceive your emotions based on actually like movie characters or like images um so I guess that's where that passion uh has pretty much come from interesting so it really just came from a lot of like yeah. the stuff you're exposed to things you used to like watch like your favorite superhero or like you know characters that kind of thing right yeah it's, it's just like it was just interesting like I, I just found a lot of my like identity and like self or like just kind of recognizing even similarities from like different right. things I was seeing like so I, I just found that like super super like you know just fascinating and intriguing yeah cool cool yeah. that's nice that's nice 
All right. So, um, you know, actually just wanting to dive deeper on, on that specific topic, right. You know, that is a bit about your childhood, right. Um, you know, just taking a step mm -hmm. back, could you just like, you know, tell us a bit about what your childhood was like, you know, what was younger Mali like, what, what were they into, you know, like just sort of just give us that whole background. So, um, I mean, I was born in like Nairobi, Kenya, spent some time actually in Uganda briefly while my dad was working there. I have, yeah, I'm from like, we're three kids in the house, like older brother, younger sister. So I'm the middle child. And I think of a lot of that has was like the basis of how I conducted my childhood. Being the middle child is like kind of, <laughs> for lack of better words, like by default, you're the you're kind of the forgotten child. Like right, there's the right, older right. kid who's like, you know, who's like hitting these like significant life marks, and then I have a younger sister who's the baby of the family. So like right. I was just there, which kind right of middle, left me yeah. a lot <laughs> right in the middle. So I had like yeah. a lot of time to myself. Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time like in my head and like just very dreamlandy and all that stuff and um I just got curious about like everything um so if if you name like possibly like one career at one point in my life I probably had a like significant like interest in doing it like I want to be a, a psychiatrist at one point like right, a mechanical engineer um, mm. And all these I was like learning that I wanted to do them based on like hands on random experiences, like just doing different things and being like, wow, I kind of like this. So um, it made me like super curious. Um, right. And then I would say like my curiosity was also interestingly enough, like came about during a time when um, my dad actually had a stroke and had to actually retire yeah. from like his job. Right. And that breeded this it breeded this like a desire in my brain being younger to kind of just like be like what can I do as like right. a, almost like 10 12 13 year old what can mm. I do to like help out my family so right. um I love my I just say like I, I spent a lot of time like exploring and like being in my own little dreamland a lot of my childhood and kind of probably thinking like way beyond when I, I really didn't need to <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but yeah yeah um would you say that experience that you had did it like force you to sort of grow up a lot faster than you needed to or yeah I, I truly believe it did because um at that point uh my dad was a sole like breadwinner uh, mm -hmm. my mom had like her whole like her own smaller business ventures but majority of her time was spent taking care of like me and my siblings so and I have a other a younger sister and she, at that point I think she was almost like three years old or something of this right and right. I have an older brother too who's like probably two three years off from like going to like you know college or uni so I'm yeah. just there like okay like what can I do as well and like right. is there something I could do because I'm like oh my gosh I'm like what 10 to, 10 to that that span of like 10 to 13 I spent a lot of time just being like I have like five years or something until I'm out of mm. here like is yeah. there nothing I could do right, <laughs> um, right. so it kind of like pushed me to 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 really like kind of like grow up um and also assume within myself different responsibilities um to see like what impact I could make at in that at that position. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Nice, nice. Um, so all right, my next question for you is, you know, can you walk us through to how you got to where you are today? 
you know, you sort of sort of highlighted it at the beginning in terms of your childhood, but like, you know, take us through now post-education to, I guess, the position you're in right now, you know, just walk us through that whole entire journey. Just tell us about like that career path. So funny enough, I'd probably say like my career path kind of started when I was like 13. Um, okay. So I remember when I was 13, I decided I wanted to get into music as some talk like I, I didn't know if I want to be like an artist I don't know what role right. I wanted to yeah. assume but I told myself I had to do something and like right. I found this little app you know website I started using this website it was free at that point mm -hmm. it was like linked to some like open label which was kind of like a label that like you kind of can just join <laughs> like okay. they kind of just okay. like have unlimited they have like unlimited contracts and like pretty much everybody signed they'll distribute mm -hmm. your music for you like oh, as long as you're on this platform yeah. so i put a like I, I made like a beat uh there's this irish rapper that like that liked the beat that i put together Mm -hmm. and this dude is probably like 23 4 so i'm like wow this 24 four year old loves my beat like they yeah, love my yeah. beat yeah. um so i sent over the beat he made a track to it and like we put it and like i was like 13 and i was like wow i have producer credits for like a somewhat established like artist yeah. <laughs> in the nice. in, like you know in ireland that has you know a tad bit of following or something like that and like i just did yeah. that and that was kind of like what pushed me to just like that was my point where i was just like let me let me see what more i could do like how far can right. i like really like reach so mm -hmm. i guess going from there it was just a lot of like getting into you know creative like i was already kind of creative but like getting into like painting drawing sketching anything like that could work out pretty well in fact i even started taking like art I took art classes all the way to like my A-level. I was actually like an A-level art student. And as, especially during my A-level art uh, is when I really started to enjoy photography and like visual content, just like visual art that was created through like digital mediums and stuff like that. That, that kind of like started to, I grew a big interest in that. And mm. from there, I was kind of looking at like what else is kind of, is related to that. Like what other things shape that world. And right when I was finishing high school, uh, I think my, my parents at that point were going through, you know, some financial issues. And I was like, wow, I don't know if we're going to be able to first go through like go through college, start college, you know, in right. September, just because yeah. like, you know, there's a lot with three kids. My brother was actually, I think, still in college at the time or abroad, yeah. too. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of there like, OK, I'm there like, OK, I don't know if this is going to happen. So like. Does this mean that I have to like stop pursuing what I am enjoying yeah. Yeah. or not? Because like, it's like, okay, a year off, like, what am I going to do? And at that point I was like, you know what? We're going to throw out any idea of like, stop thinking about what could, couldn't happen. And just thinking about like today, here and now, what can I do? And I, and I think also like right then, actually during that time COVID had happened and I was at home and I was like, okay, what can I do? Start a podcast recording like recording myself that was getting into like a lot more audio production and everything and then mm -hmm. i had to market this podcast i started doing like online courses and social media management i already was still doing my photography taking pictures of myself trying to grow that following trying to kind of you know first build my portfolio because it's something i enjoy doing 
and it's co- it's COVID too, so there's nobody else to really take pictures of, but yeah, but, <laughs> but myself. Right, right. And, and yeah, and my parents are not gonna just be plastered on social media, <laughs> like you know, like all the gents, like you know, it's like don't just put me out there, or whatever. Literally, so yeah. I I just did that, I I did that, and then I took it a step further, and I was like, let me even like apply for like some different like jobs and roles and things like this. And actually, I think actually before COVID though is when I actually I think started applying for some of these job roles and everything. Okay, um, yeah. Or slightly leading up to like a bit of the opening up, and I ended up getting um, yeah, just before COVID, I ended up getting like a role at um NRG Radio. I think I'm mm. getting all this right. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> is it was it before or after? <laughs> I just right. like sometimes I think about the story. I was like, it might have been after, like when COVID right. like eased up, like opened up a lot more. Okay. But um, st- a little bit more. But um, yeah, I got the role as social media manager. I'm stood in this room with like a bunch of people who like some of them have like masters and I guess you know. Right. How old are you at this Whatever time? Whatever the like- case. I'm assuming I was like, like 19. Yeah, something I was like yeah, I was like yeah, yeah I was yeah. 19 when I applied yeah. for the role at NRG Radio. I got the role as a social media manager and wow. within maybe a month or two being there I ended up becoming like a photographer and also like you know video production like uh, you know specialist or lead like at the company as well doing a lot of like events and stuff like that. And then two or like two three four months after that like i ended up being a radio personality at the same station oh wow yeah Yeah, so uh, um and then from there i was i i almost i i will say i had to sit down and think to myself now that like okay my parents tell me they're they're in a position that we can you know school can can, i can go to college which i kind of forgot about i was kind of like okay with the reality that (laughs) this might not happen like college might not happen yeah because i mean things are going for you right like yeah i was like listen exactly so i was like is it really necessary but i was like you know (laughs) what um i think in regards to some of the things i'm passionate about there's so much more i can learn um and it may shorten or like help with the learning curve being in a scenario that i can like kind of like have access to a bit more information and like Mm -hmm. a lot more different like you know different people so that was kind of my decision to be like okay i'm gonna go to film school um at savannah college of art and design here in georgia and um during that time I'd still been doing like of course like because I'd worked with you know energy and I was still doing freelance work I decided to like kind of find a way to continue thinking on how should I go about um building something for myself or kind of going in now to entrepreneurship instead of just being a freelancer why not put something together that's like bigger than me something and one of my greatest like my biggest mindsets because of um I guess, uh, you know, my dad and having a sh- his stroke and like how it impacted his career. I, I, I learned from him because it's what he did to like, he, you know, he had already been doing things to he put things together in the event that like if anything ever happened to like his job role or whatever like financially for like almost 10 years, we were still being sustained by like things he had put together like. Right you know 10 years prior you know what I'm saying so that kind of made me be like okay freelancing that's not really um sustainable because you know like Mm -hmm. once I stop it all stops like if I have to step back it steps back like you know like (laughs) you're you're the everything (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you literally just have one 
sick day and and, and you know like that's pivotal um yeah. when you're freelancing um so during that point um uh i ended up being able to like you know get also the proper like work authorization like i needed to also like work in the state and start right. a corp- corporation in the u.s mm-hmm. um or like you know be able to work in a company and i you know found somebody who want to partner with me in like building something um and eventually put together like Vinceve media and I kind of took everything I've kind of observed being in like the entertainment world and like a lot of music world and everything just different things I've learned from uh just like moving around networking being in like just get myself into all kinds of rooms and yeah now uh we're currently working on Viteve Media and growing as a creative agency um heavily still into like video production um Mm. and also like you know during the time I've been here you know also due to school and all this other stuff like um I had to take a I took a break from school just to kind of like grow this a little bit more and put myself in a position where like uh because you know school's expensive (laughs) like like, i'm not gonna i'm a scholarship i'm a scholarship student but like it's still expensive i know and you're you're in an art school too because like i know because um i studied in i studied in new york right and like yeah that's on scholarships and still still it's like yeah (laughs) it's it's still and yeah yeah Yeah, sorry i was saying (laughs) but like you know because initially i actually did want to i wanted to study design you know i wanted Mm -hmm. to go to um and actually i got into scad but the fees, okay. I was like, I was like, yeah, this is not, <laughs> yeah, this is not feasible. Sorry, this is not gonna happen. So I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just find something else and figure it out, and just you know move from there. But yeah, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, so I get it. so like. <laughs> all of that is just like it, it pretty much just put me in the mindset of like okay now let me try to figure out a situation where I could and you know as ambitious as it sounds build something that is like bigger than me self-sustaining yeah. mm-hmm. and actually use that to facilitate like my education while I still like look into like other you know like grow like I don't think the two can't simultaneously happen um i I think if i think of a lot of big like innovators people who made large moves it was never just like let me just be in school and not think about anything past school and then like start something for myself like yeah a lot of those companies were built during that situation like a lot of them like were birthed during that whole point and you know whether it's that they pursued school and finished school and like went along to continue building it or whether it's for some people you know they just realize that they've gotten what they may have needed mm-hmm. and continued on like you know innovating and growing that like I, I think sometimes like the structure the world kind of places on how we should go about like career building or education in general i don't think it has to be like step one and then two exactly. sometimes it's like step two and three kind of happen at the same time <laughs> the like same start time, thinking yeah. bigger and like yeah so that's just kind of like where i am now and how i've gotten to the point i'm at now nice nice so one of the things i'm actually a couple of things i'm picking up from like just your the career story is like you know i'm picking up mm-hmm. a lot of traits of like you know for you a lot of proactivity right like you were never just like mm-hmm. the kind of person to just sit around and be like uh sort of wait for things to come to you it's more like you're very much go-getter very much like driven 
um, and picking up a lot of like ambition, a lot of like, you know, passion and belief in yourself um, for a lot of the things you're sharing. And um, I think your story in itself can actually like um, something I want you to speak a bit about is like, you know, for anyone, um, you know, out there who might be getting started or thinking about starting on something, right? You know, what sort of like, um, advice would you give like based on the, your your own personal experience you know having gone you know for example at 19 working at NRG right like I don't think there's a lot of 19 year olds who do stuff like that or right now you know running your own like media agency um, you know if you had to give advice to someone who's like getting started about thinking about whether it's doing something similar or just like you know in general like what what advice would you give them I think like my biggest like piece of advice that I give anybody is just like have audacity, like just have all the audacity that you could foster up, like find it and just like put it in yourself because like that's that's pretty much like what it was like I, I wasn't for example that job posting I, I you're talking about you prefer a bachelor's degree I actually believe that I have the skill sets like that are like mm. needed if you know what I'm saying like to yeah to come in and do what needs to be done like sometimes you know you kind of let like the status quo dictate what you can and can't do because like either you don't see many people doing that or like they say that they don't do that like just always be willing to like challenge um but at the same time also always be willing to like learn and grow because that audacity only came from the fact that like even if I did know what they were asking me to do when it started, which sometimes has happened with like some yeah. of the things I've gotten myself into, I have practiced like my ability to like sit down and teach myself or like learn from somebody or like sit down and take in the information I needed to be able to do so. So it's like, it's not that us, I just have a confidence in what I could do. I have confidence in what I can learn. And like that just put together just kind of gives that audacity that I think is like if if you whatever it is you want to do if you just have that audacity right. and you're willing to learn you're teachable I mm -hmm. I don't see like why there should be any like limit yeah no I agree those I think those two things especially the audacity piece I feel like a lot of people they tend to like uh sort of disqualify themselves or self-sabotage mm -hmm. in a sense just because it's like they don't have that belief or they don't think that um you know the opportunity to, to come to them when in reality is like if they just tried you know it could be a yes and if it is that's even that's great if it's a no okay cool like just look for the next opportunity that's for you right yeah yeah awesome um so the next question i have for you is you know what has been one pivotal moment in your life that has shaped your career Ooh, that's a tricky one <laughs> I don't know I think a pivotal point was kind of realizing that I was already like ambitious and stuff like that but like I was also sometimes like not fully committed to certain concepts ideas mm -hmm. or like things that I had in mind so I think the pivotal moment was sitting down reflecting and realizing within myself that like I don't have a blanket like I don't have necessarily like us you know there's I don't have somewhere that something I could just like fall back on I don't have that and that moment of like that pivotal moment is that it's I told myself and I realized it in myself it's not 
that I don't have that, that I'm going to be motivated. I'm going to be motivated because I don't need that. That was the moment that I really started to like believe that, listen, I could do it. Like, there's no reason I have it. And I sat back and I think I thought about like everything I've been able to do and like kind of accomplish or the things that have happened up until now and be like, whoa, like this is something I could really do if I just like commit to it and go through with it and and forget the blanket, forget trying to figure out a plan B, like just kind of go full board on plan A and make it work. Because like, it's like, for me, it was like, I felt like I'm already at like ground zero. So like <laughs> this, this, this back thing I'm looking for, I'm yeah. already there. Like I'm kind of exactly. already there. It's so. only up. There's only going up from here. It's, it's only like, up. Like it's, yeah. it's only up and, and, and realizing that and, um, that I think that was just like a key moment. Yeah, yeah, nice. I like that. I really, really like that. Um, all right. Uh, so the next question that I have for you is, you know, what is like the biggest challenge you ever faced in your life, and how did you overcome it? The biggest challenge, I think. I think one of the biggest like challenges. I think I I would say. I think that's an interesting one, you know. <laughs> the more <laughs> I think about the question, yeah. but I, I think the it biggest can be personal, challenge I like professional, whatever you feel. Yeah, I think they kind of like work. I I think they kind of they both they it helped in both ways, but was so I kind of felt dealt with like a lot of loss growing up. Whether it was like uh, you know like I think the first time I experienced like the loss of even somebody I knew like a friend of mine. Like somebody I grew up with was at like 13 and that was kind of like crazy to me and Mm -hmm. all the way up until like, you know, probably the last significant loss I I, I faced was um, my mom's like younger brother passing away who were very close because like we're not that far off age difference. So I like our age gap is almost like what like me and like my younger sisters. But what all that taught me was like the fluidity of life like how fast things can like change like you're not you're not like sitting on like a flat concrete ground like you're kind of like you're like in water like it sways like it's constantly swaying like kind of anything can happen and learning how to like like process that and deal with like just the ability that things can change drastically both professionally emotionally like what's going on in life and understanding how there's like the per there's, the perfect balance isn't necessarily being still it's kind of like learning how to like move with that flow whether it's like processing emotions processing different losses like mm-hmm. all that kind of just kind of gave me a, actually being able to be more flexible with that movement gave me more of a focused mind and like a still mind in regards to just how to 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 deal with like changing situations like okay losing maybe your first customer like executing like your first bad project like you know sometimes you think things just go smoothly but like all these different challenges also professionally just learning how to like not fixate not let those you know isolated situations bring me down but how to like flow with them go through whatever emotions i need to go through and like just kind of like keep going that's probably one of the hardest things like i've had to learn but like i I just think it's been like a beautiful challenge just even still now like i'm still like (laughs) 
working yeah. on like that that challenge but i'd say that's probably one of the biggest challenges yeah yeah no that's actually something i can like really resonate with a lot especially when it comes to um like dealing with loss of family um because like you know mm-hmm. just like you very similarly like i lost like for example like my first experience with loss was this was the loss of my dad at 10 right mm-hmm. so you can imagine like you know that was probably the most like the greatest loss that one could experience at such a young age and mm-hmm. it really brings things into perspective you know I like how you talked about how it just shows you how fluid life is and how also mm-hmm. like you know it's very finite right it's like you you at a young age you think like you know things are always going to be there things are always, like it's always going to be good and then like you know when things just you lose things and things don't go the way you want to go it just sort of brings a level of of appreciation and also a level of humility uh, when it comes to a lot of things that you do like you know the people you're with the experiences you have mm-hmm. um so I, I I can really resonate with that the last thing a lot and I think because of it it's like the person I am today like it was like one of those very defining moments right I don't think I'll be the same person I am today if it wasn't for not only just that experience of loss but all the many other experiences that have happened over the years as well definitely the next question I have for you um it's actually kind of similar to you know the conversation we're having around like you know advice and you know getting started but I'm just going to ask you the question again in case um you might have something else that you want to add so the question is you know what advice would you give someone who's trying to do the same things as you I think, um, you know, I definitely say apart from, you know, like I was saying earlier, audacity is, I guess, learning how to like live in the experience, like learning how to actually enjoy the journey to where it is you're trying to go. Um, I, I think sometimes one of the, the, the parts where it gets like depressing sometimes doing like you know the whole entrepreneurship journey like when you're thinking about the goal constantly because like you kind of you kind of need to of course think about where you're trying to go but we focus sometimes so hard on where we're trying to go that we forget that there's this whole experience and journey that um we're missing out on and you know I think that's something I learned actually I think it was like from a video just talking about how 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 much we actually remain in the statistically how much we actually remain in the moment and the number was like severely alarming (laughs) like we we miss out or we forget or we don't experience almost like half of the experiences that we go through because we're not presently there we're somewhere else um and I think it's just beautiful and rewarding when you stay in that moment because sometimes you can hit certain goals and be like I wish I was like I wish I enjoyed it more. I wish I actually experienced yeah. it more rather yeah. than fixating on where I was trying to get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's very interesting you brought it up. But like, I remember hearing um, uh, an interview for like Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. I think it's when he was going for, I think the, his second time winning like the, the, his class championship or something. Right. Um, so he was going mm-hmm. against the competitor again. The question he was asked is like, you know, you know, Conor McGregor, what are you going to do differently this time? Because he had won the previous one. Right. And he basically said, like, I'm just going to enjoy the moment. I'm just going to like savor in every single thing. So, you know, just very much relating to like what you're saying. It's like, um, yeah, I think a lot of us are always so caught up in like chasing the the next goal, the next, you know, accomplishment that we just don't appreciate yeah. just the day to day and and just the journey of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think it's 
it's just beautiful I, I think when you sit down and i would say a huge book to read to if you want to like kind of also dive deep into that is the power of now mm. uh, that was also a huge turning point that was a big turning point book for me like i read that book and it sounds corny yeah. but like uh, my mindset just totally shifted Shifted. and yeah. it's it's all about learning how to remain in the present like literally just about just look at yeah. now and enjoy it like what's happening enjoy. now like just be here a little bit more and you realize like first how much there is to be like grateful for second like actually congratulating yourself and like you know giving yourself the flowers for what you've achieved up until this point now i'm not saying settle like you don't have to settle for where you are now mm. but, but it's like you can still appreciate where you are now while yeah. still mm. doing your best to like move forward both can be true at the same time it doesn't have time. to be like complacency yeah it, it could just be you just just it's just recognition and as you yeah. proceed yeah. yeah no i agree and i think that's essentially what like helps people i guess live more fulfilled lives you know because you know you always hear this the situation where like people they chase they accomplish all these great things but they're just not happy because it's like mm -hmm. you know they spend years um in pursuit of something and saw their life go by, but they didn't really take the time to, I guess, quote unquote, smell the roses, you know, along the way, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a that's a really good. I the power now is definitely on my list of reading. Um, so I'm glad you actually brought it up because now I'm like, all right, this is something I should, uh, you know, pay close attention definitely. to. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Awesome. So, uh, the next question I have for you is, um. Where are you heading to? You know, what are some of the things you're hoping to accomplish in the next couple of years? Um, I definitely think over the next couple of years, uh, I believe that growing Viteve, um, first of all, is a huge number one for me. Um, not only growing it here, but actually what I'm enjoying about being here is the ability to test, try and experiment mm -hmm. with a lot of different things because the vision is to bring um, Vinteve and open Vinteve also in Kenya and like East Africa, nice. utilizing like some of, I guess, first of the resources and like, there's already this culture of like, it's kind of crazy. Like in one city, the amount of production companies I've seen are <laughs> insane right. and and mm -hmm. like some of the things they're doing and like how much they're pumping into like media campaigns mm -hmm. here like just to see just to see also what other production companies are even doing it's crazy like it, it's it's yeah. a different ball game but i just i still truly believe that like it hasn't seen its full potential until like it's it's fully like not fully but like more also established if people would see what i think people across africa could do mm, with like big well-funded yeah. media projects campaigns films tv like if he, if if the if just more of the opportunity was there i don't think the talent is lacking i just think some of the times it's a it's an opportunity the funding is so much more but if that was i think people would be just like absolutely mind blown so i think over the like next couple of years it's kind of just seeing how like i can play a role in like that and um also just giving more creatives opportunities to to work to to you know be in like a company that also considers the creative um and 
more so like what their process is not just the client but the creative and talent themselves ensuring that they're also empowered in the process is kind of like one of the big moves for for me and also Vince seven media over the next couple of years yeah yeah i like that so what i'm hearing from you is just you know a lot of obviously growing the the company um and sort of ex um i'm hearing like expanding you know internationally mm -hmm. right you're talking about in africa yeah and Kenya and you know giving a lot of opportunities to different creatives um yeah I I I really like um I resonate with what you're saying about how you know a lot of you know the, the one of the biggest issues especially for a lot of creatives like here in, in Kenya as an example is just it's a lack of resources right it's not really mm -hmm. an issue of of creativity because what you realize is even like some of the work that's put out with the like you know very limited resources you're just like what so you can 100%. imagine yeah so you can imagine if you you know invest in this creative you give them whether it's like you know experience the skills or equipment um, monetary just basically to give them um, the tools they need to um, turn whatever vision that they have for for their their whatever creation for the creations right into reality then i mean mm -hmm. the, the quality of work will just like you know like, yeah just really raise the standards a lot 100 percent, definitely yeah awesome um right so the next set of questions are a bit more personal and mm -hmm. um the first question i have for you is um do you practice self-improvement and if so what do you do oh yeah uh, uh, for me self-improvement is a uh pretty much like an everyday practice of mine um and also like an every moment practice um one of the things I tend to do is um so I recently I was watching like a lot of like New Amsterdam it's like a doctor show mm -hmm. not a little a lot of it I think I just watched the whole like couple, all seasons in a very short period of time I'm not gonna say how <laughs> short but like a very short period of time <laughs> right, right, and one right. of the things that like fascinated me and I didn't really know and I, I also get that this is like a, a TV series and it's not a hundred percent accurate depiction of what really goes on. But one of right. the most fascinating concepts was like after surgeries, like a, a a failed surgery, for example, or something that didn't go right, they come together and they don't like accuse or like you're a bad doctor. I mean, some mm. of it, you know, is but ideally the idea or concept behind it is not to like accuse or be like somebody's a bad doctor, this, that or the other, but is to evaluate and see where did we go wrong or where did we go right? How can we do something better? Could we have done something better? And, you know, like if it's really going in and evaluating and that's how. I practice treating like different scenarios or situations also good or bad just because you also want to evaluate the good so you know what to pick and carry forward so if let's say um I had a project or a conversation for example let's say I had a conversation with somebody and I felt like there was failed communication on my part or something went wrong with the conversation or things went but I sit down and evaluate what did I you know what did I do how did I communicate how you know me as a person like how did I think during that situation all these different things could right. have done something better you know also allowing myself the grace of hey you did the best that you could like that is still also a possibility and stuff like that and, and kind of evaluating and moving forward apart from that just like a lot of reading like um and I will say I've not been the 
curious about reading recently but just consuming a lot of information and like learning um and I think like um what I used to do a lot more before and I I also want to get back into doing a lot more of is just like spending time to yourself that's not just that you're by yourself but you're intentionally like putting yourself away from the noise of social media and like all these different things and just like sitting and being with yourself and being present even if you're not really thinking, like, I'm not saying you have to, like, meditate on a specific thing, but just even just taking that time to just be silent with yourself and just, like, empty your mind. Uh, I think that's also, like, something that I do for self-improvement when I can to to help me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always think, like, um, meditation is, or just, like, that self-reflection. Um, it's mm-hmm. something that's so... When you do it, it feels like a chore. It feels like you're torturing yourself. But the long-term sure. benefits of it, right, they mm-hmm. you know, supersede whatever pain you're going through. So it's like you're going through a short-term pain, but you're having like a very long-term gain in terms of like, you know, just your ability to be very present, your ability to be very calm, um, and also develop a a a, a level, sorry, a higher level of self-awareness in you, in you, right? Because it's that yeah. that idea where you're able to like recognize, you know, your thoughts or just be be very comfortable with yourself and just being alone, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, I think it's it's those things are like really, really important as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, right. So uh, the next question I have for you is, you know, what is one area of your life you feel you could improve on? Ooh, I'd say communication. Mm-hmm. um yeah communication and i i would say more so like uncomfortable communication um when it's okay. great things to say it's always it's fun to say it like uh who doesn't love saying the good stuff mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but just being able to like communicate things that may be like challenging or like difficult or like uh you know mm-hmm. do i have to yeah. say that today <laughs> i think that's something like um i can definitely work on um and also, I think just like showing myself more grace, I still think I, I I need like a lot more work to like just give myself more grace and congratulate myself a little bit more. I think those are some things. Can... Yeah, yeah, those are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are definitely things that I personally as well have have you know had my fair share of, of struggles with, right? Um, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to the those difficult conversations, right? Um. You know, if someone's done you wrong or like they've upset you and you to have that like one-to-one conversation sort of straighten things out. Um, and I, I'm sure even in your case, right, like running running a business, like, you know, if you have to tell an employer like, hey, you know, if you don't pull up your socks, like things are not looking good for you. You know, those those crucial conversations are are very key. But it's, I actually heard this quote from, um, uh, it's called Alex Ramosi. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but um, he basically said that like the life you want or like the thing you want is like one, it's like one crucial conversation away. So one, one difficult conversation away. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you have like all these difficult conversations that you've been sort of procrastinating. They're limiting you from getting the desired outcome that you want. So you just need to like bite yeah. the bullet and have that conversation rather than like you know keep on just stalling and stalling and not really making any progress at all 
hundred percent. And and for me, one of the challenging ones is not even like working with people or like employees. I think I think also because like I was like a prefect in school and all that stuff. Oh, like if yeah. you're talking about like internal hierarchy, that may not be as difficult. Mm-hmm. But being in a position where you realize you may have to have a difficult conversation with like a client. Mm. yeah that one that one is a bit tricky because it's like it's a delicate conversation but like you still also as like a you know like entrepreneur you still have to set boundaries as well like you know what i'm saying like it's not you know as much as yes a customer is important sometimes a customer can do something that is you know may put your business at risk or like you know may jeopardize your like there's different things you know that could happen and having those difficult conversations it could be a tough one because you're like yeah "Yeah, but yeah Yeah. no yeah still you know and also in personal life um i think for me also in like my personal life like there's things i'm great at (laughs) in my professional life but my personal life you'd think i was like sometimes like a whole different person (laughs) so (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, just kind of learning yeah that i think that's a big one yeah I'm actually curious about, um, you know, when you're having those difficult conversations with clients, right? From a from like a tactical perspective, like how do you how do you approach the conversations? You know, what is you know? Can you give me give me an idea, a rough idea of what what that looks like usually for you? So, you know, like for for me, it's like one of them. It's like being firm. Like mm-hmm. you still have to be firm with where. You- stand as like a company like think about it like at the end of the day like doing business even with a customer especially i will say sometimes doing like b2b business as especially Mm -hmm. like it's a negotiation like you know it's like especially Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're you're especially in the creative business too because i think the guys on like what to do and what to do when dealing with like an artist's work or creative material, I don't think it's been educated to a lot of people as much. So you may go into a situation and let's say there's a picture you've taken for a client. And like, even though like it may say, let's say in like a contract somewhere, you know, it has been mentioned, you're like, okay, you're not supposed to like alter this piece of work. Mm. Like how I present it is is how it should be you know what i'm saying like if you want any revisions we can make the revisions but like let's not alter this (laughs) you know because at the end of the day it may you know in certain situations because it may you know if i put that Mm. on my portfolio and this is my client stuff like that it may hurt our brand because like what you have done is now going to be a representation of our quality and our eye and like our you know in certain situations so it's like having a conversation like that where you're sticking up because like I'm I'm an artist. So for me, yeah. it's like especially being the person like, you know, being in leadership, mm-hmm. I'm going to stick up for the artist. Like I, regardless of what it is, like I want to make sure that be it me or anybody else who like, you know, shoots under Vincevi or anything like that. I still want to make sure that they're getting the proper representation. There are times where like attribution hasn't been done because attribution is like a key thing um, Mm -hmm. for especially some of like the services unless otherwise agreed, like, you know, attribution is one of the things where it's like, please attribute whoever 
you know, exactly, <laughs> give them the yeah, credit give credits, exactly. and stuff. Yeah. Like, give credit where credit is due. And I'm not saying you have right. to do it every single time, but like, if you're a brand and you have the opportunity to like highlight an artist, like, I don't think it harms you. I, right. I don't think it hurts you to 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 just say this person did it. Exactly. You know? So, yeah. or 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 especially being like a smaller company coming up, like usage rights, and it's like somebody's posted your work or used your work in a way that was not agreed upon. Mm-hmm. Um, especially dealing with like you know smaller businesses and stuff like that, because like you know bigger corporations may some they may not always yeah. <laughs> not even <Yeah>. like sometimes <laughs> remotely they yeah. may think about the repercussions of like you know taking a work that was just for social media and putting it out there, because like you know they know the legal ramifications and a lot of the time the people they're working with are equipped to actually go and be like hey (laughs) don't do that to like our creative artwork Um, so kind of learning to do that because um those difficult conversations especially being in a position where like i i don't want to build something that like as a creative that is not putting the creative in in mind and you know give them the respect that they do because as much as like there's yes a huge like a you know a larger need or larger market for creative content i don't think the treatment of artists and uh creatives in general has necessarily like improved the way it should with mm-hmm. how much like they're you know we're being required to like put out there and how much you're like building driving and like growing different right. like brands and opportunity um i think just like more respect is kind of deserved um and I, I just think it's like it's a responsibility to do it. So as long as you're being firm and I, I won't go in a reactive way, I'll also mm-hmm. educate the client, especially because I'm I, I will say, you know, I'm dealing with smaller brands. And so if I can right. like educate a, a smaller business owner who may over the next years be your bigger corporation or, you know, somebody who may be doing marketing in like a solid, you know, like you just never know how much you can like impact. So if I can sit down and talk to that person and educate them on why you don't do certain things or how you should treat your creatives like doing creative projects I think you know even if it may not help me immediately in that moment that I've done it because you know whatever has happened may have happened I can make sure that they have a different mindset and treatment towards other people because like so I've, I've realized it's a lot more difficult for um sometimes artists to like stick up for themselves right especially when there's like a monetary exchange yeah that's been put like you kind of mm. feel like you have to take it <laughs> like you Literally, you're just like yeah, oh yeah. but they paid me they paid exactly, me so yeah. let me just <laughs> you know <laughs> let's know slip it another rug you know just like sort of let it go yeah. Yeah, i get you i get you oh i told them not to do that and they said it's fine they won't do it but uh i'll just let them <laughs> yeah so <laughs> that that happens so it's a tough one but it's it's necessary yeah necessary indeed yeah definitely i agree i agree um all right so you know switching back to a bit like the the more personal questions um you know the Mm -hmm. next question i have for you is um you know what does being non-binary mean to you well for me it's i don't know it's kind of like a tough one to describe uh especially because it's like more it's it's like a it's a it's a feeling I just don't think like I I think just in nature I'm like a complex individual and I think Mm -hmm. the funny thing is I think labels are like limiting in general like even I mean I mean you could say as well like you know having the the label uh non-binary as well for me sometimes even feels limiting because there's still like the societal Mm -hmm. 
perception there's still a societal perception that's being created of what that may look like or feel like or whatever but it's just like again like I just feel like I'm a very like fluid in nature person um and I I just don't I just don't feel like I should be in the bounds or I am in the bounds. I've always just, I, I think even before I could conceptualize or think about what any of this event meant, like right. since I was like very young, like it's yeah. just been how I guess I've, I've, I've moved through life before I could even perceive what was anything that was going around mm-hmm. like in this way. Um, So I'd say it's just like, it's about like, just like my freedom of expression, my freedom of self and like my fluidity is what that means to me yeah yeah so actually like you know just building up on that um you know what you're speaking about about how you Mm -hmm. know you for the longest time you've always felt very fluid you know um how has that you know affected the way you you navigate life and the way you experience things in life I think it's like changed how I experience like I wouldn't say change but like it's it's you know the experience that I've had like just from being younger up until now you could say I've placed I've (laughs) placed myself in almost like this like ostracized box or ended up in this like little ostracized box Mm -hmm. of like society where it's like you know like I walk into a room and I understand that I may make people uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so I think it complemented like my audacity or like my just like drive because I'm like anything somebody could possibly say or like have a problem with is probably something like involved with just like how I conduct my life (laughs) you know what I'm saying Mm, so instead of like sitting down and like letting it bite at me instead of like waiting to be like welcomed to like rooms instead of being like you know waiting for people to like recognize me necessarily I'm like why do I not just go out there and make room for myself like why don't I just go out there and do what has to be done not just for myself but like anybody else who may feel the same way that like I do it's just like let me just go out there and like be outrageous I also have this like this slight sense of like let me bother people if they're bothered that's <laughs> fine <laughs> like it's you their know, problem it's, right like, the, the the best thing sometimes you could do to somebody is just like win <laughs> that's all you that have to do that is so true you know, like is... sicken them just to see you win and, like all you have to do is just do you and win like just yeah. do what you want to do and like yeah. go and like be you as bad as you want to be you not driven by anything else but what you desire mm-hmm. and while you're not even focused on what everybody else is doing or saying or like going about stuff you've already just given somebody like the biggest like slap in the face which is like your words your ideas they don't hold power over me so it's kind of like just yeah allow myself to like just free myself from like what other people achieve and like that has been like one of the biggest things to like navigate or like move through life just kind of being like you know (laughs) like I I just gotta do what I have to do and like create that space yeah, yeah. I, I really like that. And I, I resonate with it a lot, you know, um, especially the thing where you talk about, you know, if someone has a problem with you, the best thing you could do to like get back at them is just to be successful, right? To just like be so great oh, yeah. that 
that like whatever they think of you is just it's irrelevant right whatever they whether they publicly express it or whatever they do it's like it's so insignificant in the grand scheme of things mm -hmm. that yeah they just you know shrink it to irrelevance really that's what it is 100% and I'm not saying like definitely like stick up for yourself and say what you need to say when it needs to be said of course but like otherwise I just don't mm. let those things like stress me it's kind of just like you know keep keep your head in the game like I, I just I, I know in my mind like I, I know and I see um where I'm going and mm -hmm. how you know I like how big or you know I know I can't even see how big but I just know something bigger than me is like what's like destined for me that like that's what I truly believe and it and I believe like in the impact I'm trying to make and like the genuine nature of all that and like that's kind of just like what matters just at the end of the day yeah not letting the outside noise get to me and just focus on that nice nice I like that I really like that a lot um all right so my next question for you is you know um uh, what does you know okay let me let me I guess give you some some context a bit right so um you know you've I'm I'm assuming that you know at least you've you've been familiar with like the podcast you know you've seen um, maybe some things here and there um so my question now is like you know what does um Alpha Delta mean to you and like you know how does how does it relate to you to some degree I'd say Alpha Delta for me is like, uh, I'd say it's like, I could put it as the difference between like where you are and just like information, mm -hmm. whether it's like information about yourself, information about like just educating yourself on like, you know, other maybe material things, but I think more so just information about yourself. I think right. the difference sometimes with like, you know, I guess you'd say people who are operating at like a higher level is just is not necessarily, you know, in a matter of fact way where it's like they're at a higher level. It's just I think there's a higher awareness of self or mm -hmm. like, you know, people who've just like take maybe taken a bit more time or have this understanding of self. I don't think it's necessarily like an outstanding skill set, like there's nothing new under the sun and quite literally like except for like you know our minds how we interpret information mm -hmm. like there's not much difference like there's not much difference it's just how we interpret information and what we do with that information how we interpret information about ourselves our emotions the things we do the things we don't do and like what we do with that information so I guess it's just the you know I'd say it's for me alpha delta it's just that you know the difference between where you are and or what you know and what you don't know, don't know <laughs> also yeah, about yourself 100%. yeah 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 no, definitely i i really like that and that's literally part of like the reason why i even started this thing right it's like because mm -hmm. you know for me growing up you know you always have like your role models your idols people you look up to and it's usually like the you know the guys who have all like all the money all the fame or in, in the you know forbes Hot top 100 that kind of thing you mm -hmm. think about the bill gates the steve jobs the elon musk types right but for me i was always like i i can't really resonate i don't really resonate with those guys at all right like they are yes they're at a high level absolutely right but in terms of like to what degree there's almost it's almost that thing of like they're in a whole other league right a whole other stratosphere of levels to it so I think for me, like what, why I even started is that I wanted to have, or at least because I, I was looking around, like I just people I knew in my network 
And I was like, yo, there are actually a lot of people that I know that are doing pretty inspiring things and their stories aren't really out there. And I'm sure if these more of these stories are out there, they could inspire other people to, you know, whether it is, you know, wanting to get into media like yourself, right? They can like look look at probably this in this podcast and be like, hey, um, they're doing something really inspiring in the media space. I'd really want to get into that space because I'm a creative. Um, perhaps I can follow their path to some degree, right? So really yeah. that's, yeah, that's where a lot of their inspiration came behind just like creating the podcast and everything behind it as well. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Actually, that's, that's, that's like a beautiful idea. Just like allowing people to see the in between, like, you know, like seeing exactly where, like, I guess maybe what like growth success or the journey looks like in between, not always at the highest level. So exactly. I, I think that's a beautiful concept. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Right. So we're pretty much coming towards the end of this conversation. Um, the last question I have for you is, you know, do you have any questions for me? Any questions? Yeah, I, I guess for you, I'd say like what, what has been maybe like your biggest like lesson or like realization? I guess while having so many conversations, I think like you know having the the setup or the design like the you know the podcast you have and being able to like constantly have conversations with such like a wide range of people like what would you say across the board is something that you have kind of identified also through your own experience about like just like what's the the biggest like lesson across the board yeah that's mm-hmm. that's a really good question um you mean in terms of like the, the common thing that I'm picking up from a lot of people I'm speaking with or yeah, in combination, um, I guess, with like the theme of your own journey as well. Like, what would you what would you say is across the board? Like, you've just seen time and time again, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely, time and time again, the most common thing for us to pick a trait, right, uh, with all the people that I've been like speaking with, is just a lot of just with everyone that I've been speaking with so far they've always had uh, a drive behind them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, say drive, ambition, or vision, like whatever word you could use, but the thing you could always, I'd always see very, very common and also in myself is that, you know, desire to, to achieve, to strive, um, you know, to be the best in whatever pursuit that they're going after, right? And, you know, it's funny that you actually asked this because literally it's in the name, right? Alpha Delta, that's, to give you a background about how I came up with the name, it's, I thought of Alpha as like striving to be first, as striving to like be the best, this pursuit to be a leader in a sense in whatever field you're in. And Delta is essentially change, right? So the idea behind Alpha Delta is that these are people who are constantly wanting to, you know, improve and, and, and adapt or just in order to become the best at whatever they're trying to pursue, right? So that has definitely been like, you know, the most common thing is just I'm always picking up on this, um, for lack of a better word, like just the ambition, the drive, you know, um, and like also a lot of people I speak with are very passionate about what they do. It's a very, very common thing as well. Um, so yeah, so that's it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful, 100%. Nice. Cool. Um, so we're pretty much at the end of this conversation. You know, final final remarks. 
Um, where can people find you? And is there anything that you'd like to plug on this episode? Oh, yeah. So you can find me across like pretty much all social media platforms. Uh, Molly Kaluve as like my personal account. And then uh, my company, Venteve dot media and the Venteve is v-i-n-t-e-v-e media um and definitely like check us out um you could also check out my podcast mindful molly which is where i kind of actually go to like talk about some of the lessons i've learned in my mindset and how i've built like kind of my mindset towards um, not just like you know professional life but you know my personal life as well and thank you so much joe it's been like an amazing conversation yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate you as well for for coming on, just taking the time. Uh, really enjoyed this conversation. This was like I think it was a long time coming. Uh, so I'm glad we were able to like just you know kick off like this. Um, for everyone watching, um, I'll add all the links to you know the ways to get reach out and be in touch with her into this episode. And you know I just want to thank you all for joining us to this episode. You know this has been an episode of Alpha Delta. You know a podcast where we have conversations people operate at a higher level than most with the hopes that it motivates and inspires people to become the best version of themselves. I've been your host, uh, Joe Karaoke, and I'm joined here with my guest, Mali Kaluve, and it's going to be a goodbye from us, and we'll see you at the next one. Peace. Thank you.